Hello, hello, hello. This is Siri back again with He Said Pour It Out podcast. So for my new followers, we are on a 10-day fast. And today is day eight. We're slowly but surely coming to an end. Um, God has placed in my heart to interview 10 people during the course of our 10-day fast, whether it's water or the Daniel fast. And today we have Minister Adam Young. Thank you, Minister Young. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's, it's truly a privilege, uh, Prophet Asiri, to be in your podcast. He said, pour it out. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here. Um, do you have any advice or tips for those who uh, it may be their first time fasting or having a hard time with sticking to a fast? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Um, never eat white castles before it's time to fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, on a serious note, you definitely want to prepare yourself um, before going into the fast. Um, I believe Kimani said it on the first episode that it is best. And I, I agree with that statement, not trying to change your attitude, but to uh, prepare yourself mentally and uh, physically, um, not consuming anything uh, that night, just kind of like going to bed on an empty stomach, waking up, um, kind of prepared. And also, I think it takes a certain mindset as well. Um, today was... Uh, hard for me today and um i kind of put myself in christ or jesus shoes and kind of asked myself the question is this is worth the sacrifice because he sacrificed himself for me he fasted 40 days just water for me so i can i can do 10 days for him actually i feel like i owe him more than just 10 days because of the significant sacrifice. So that kind of gave me more strength. Each time I felt like quitting or throwing in the towel, I'll, I'll keep reminding myself, he's worth that sacrifice. He's worth this sacrifice. That's, that's great advice. Um, I'm at, um, it's been a couple hard days in the course of these um, eight days. Um, I pushed through, but um, that mindset that God did 40 days for me um, is a great mindset to have because it's definitely um, make you look at things differently. Like, wow, I'm only doing 10 days. Come on, I could do that. So I appreciate you saying that. Um, so my next question is, um, out of this fast, what are your expectations? Well... My expectations is um, to walk in the trueness of his power. Um, I want to communicate with him on a level past what I'm, I'm used to. I believe uh, now in my walk, I'm ready to be pushed outside of my comfort zone and into a deeper commitment with the Lord, a deeper relationship with him. And I'm, I can almost tear up saying this because I feel this so much. Um, I'm, I'm ready. I'm expecting more. And 
to be more disciplined coming out of this fast, you know, being more uh, attentive and intentional on praying and getting in my word and really hearing from the Lord. I'm expecting to hear from the Lord 10 times as much as I already have. And I'm ready to travel into a realm in the Lord that I have not seen or heard of ever. And that's, that's really my expectation for this fast. That's, um, dang, that's deep. <laughs> um, travel to a realm that you haven't traveled. That's good. That's, that's real good. That's some great expectations. Um, I know during the course of these, um, last seven days, that's kind of, um, what people been just a close relationship with God, wanted to hear his voice, um, and know that it's him. So for you to say that you want to travel, travel to a different realm, um, that's that's powerful that's powerful you have um great expectations and um i'm definitely gonna um take you to the next level um just for your sacrifice um so um just be expecting um so my next question is um i know latoya thomas talked about um some unsuccessful fast that she had and what she has done differently during the course of this fast to make sure she stayed the course um have you ever experienced um an unsuccessful fast and if you have can you um just give us um some background on that and what what you done differently Absolutely. I've experienced a few unsuccessful fasts. Um, uh, you will, I guess in, it was more so of a mindset um, going into the fast. And then not fully understanding what fasting is for or um, really understanding, you know, the type of sacrifice that I was doing. So, I mean, you kind of start to fast off wrong when you don't have the right heart or mind off rip. And, um, there were times where I would, I would, I would get into it with somebody while I was on the fast, get into an argument. Um, you know, because I'm hungry, I'm irritable, you know, and I end up reading later on in the Bible. Uh, I think it was in Isaiah where it says, um, the people, um, was not God was not acknowledging their fast because they were getting into arguments with one another. They wasn't giving to the poor and their heart was still wicked and their mind was in the wrong place. So God was not acknowledging their fast. And once I found that out, it helped me make the proper adjustment. And I, I understand why Jesus drew away to fast because now I'm, I'm, I know that in these times I'm going to be at my most vulnerable spots where I'm, I may lash out because I'm hungry, because I'm irritable. So now what I do is I draw myself back from company. Um, I, I talk less to people. I, I get off because I'm, I'm more of a chatterbox. So I, I can get on the phone and talk for hours. So I fade back from doing what my normal routine is and I'm consistently 
judging my heart and my mindset, trying to make myself aware where my heart is and where my mindset is so that I don't unintentionally break the fast because just because you, you eat something doesn't mean you broke the fast. You can do something to offend God with your mouth to break your fast, or you can offend a brother and you broke your fast. And so it made me very hyper aware of how I'm communicating with people and making sure that my surroundings weren't around people who were either gossiping, um, you know, backbiting other people, or um, I'll, I'll fade from those conversations. And the Bible says it best. And in, in uh, Matthew, Jesus says, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. And I believe that's especially essential on a fast. Um, just keeping your conversation very simple and making sure that you have a peaceful heart and peaceful mind. So that, that's, that's exactly what I've done. That's how it helped me now where I am uh, to help me stay on my fast and be more intentional on my fast. Okay. Wow. And I, I, that was, you just taught me something um, that I didn't know that it was um, scripture that uh, you could break fast by, by um, being, being argumentative with your brother or um, uh, going against um, someone. So I have to be real mindful of that because I know um, I, me and Toya Joiner taught and and I noticed that whenever I'm fasting, um, he tend to work on me when dealing with my attitude. So that's something that I know um, that he he definitely want me to to change. So I definitely have to be mindful of that um, and um, make sure that's something that I'm not doing because I don't ever want to offend God. So I appreciate you saying that and sharing that. Um, so that leads me to my next question. You talked about um, being consistent. So I know um, this on oh, my first, um, very first fast, which just happened to be a water fast. Um, I had, man, expectations. Um, that probably I wanted to see so much. I wanted to see God. I wanted to see angels. I wanted to to hear His voice. I wanted like so much. I wanted to see the glory cloud. Um, um, truth be told, I didn't see any of that at that time when the fast was over, yeah. and it kind of like discouraged me a little bit because I'm like, well, man, Lord, I sacrificed and you didn't show. Um, when Later on, and he's, you know, when he did reveal to me, he was like, I wanted to see if you was going to run a course, if you were going to stick by my word, regardless if I, um, ha you know, showed up or not or, or not, or so-called, like, I felt like he had to prove himself. And he was like, he's God. I don't have to prove myself to you. Um, you need to prove yourself to me. So have you ever been in a position where you fast and, um, maybe pray for someone or had expectations and um, you didn't receive it. And how did you feel if so? Yes, I did a seven day fast water only. And I was looking for a financial breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's safe, well, safe to say that it didn't, it didn't come forth. 
But then the Lord had taught me something very valuable. Fasting doesn't move God, it moves me. Mm. And it came, it, I came to that conclusion that fasting is for me and not for God. It doesn't move him, but it moves me to position myself to be able to receive a financial blessing. So let's, let's look at it as uh, climbing a mountain. So each time you fast, you get a little further up the mountain. Let's just say God is at the top of that mountain. Each time you fast, you just get a little closer to that mountain. But it's up to you to climb each step of the way. It's, it's all depending on how far are you going to get it. Just like what you said, God told you, I wanted to see if you was going to run your course. And when I realized that, I said, well, you know what? If it's for me, then Lord, I'm going to continue to fast so that you can change me so that I can get closer to what I'm actually expecting and praying for. And that helped me understand that God wants to get me to a place where I'm completely in his will and trust him without emotions involved, without getting what I'm expecting. Because if you look at it as a parent, you know, a, a child and a parent, just because your parent didn't get you the new Xbox you wanted, they still going to feed you. They don't stop them from being your father. They don't stop them from being your mother. And it taught me a valuable lesson. It's not about what I feel. It's not about what I'm expecting. Even though I know he's going to provide all of his promises, I have to believe that he's God and that's it. Point blank, period. That fasting is for us and not for him. Um, I definitely believe that. And I feel like once God could God see your sacrifice and see you're doing it to to go to the next level. You're doing it to better yourself, the relationship that you have with him. Then he will move in the areas that you're struggling with. So um, I definitely um, feel like what you just said is real encouraging and what is definitely going to um, encourage somebody who may have fa- um, fast in the past regardless of his food or that from social media or whatever it is um, and didn't see what they was expecting but they should realize after hearing what you said that um, it was for them and they may have gained something um, within themselves for, for that fast and, and God would definitely move eventually in their life um, so I, I appreciate that and I thank you for sharing that um, and I'm not going to hold you long. I just have one more question. Um, so I know um, Pastor gave us scriptures, and I believe I asked someone else this question. Um, during the course of the fast, is there any scriptures that um, are that's dear to your heart that helps you, um, you know, be motivated? Or when you want to just give up that you that that's your go to scripture and that make it help someone else. Wow. I have so many. I I've learned to fall in love with the word of God. And I, I have so many that are dear to my heart. 
But if I was to say um, one out of Proverbs, it would it would be um, I can't remember where it's located, but um, the name of the Lord is a strong tower where the run where the righteous run in safe. And that's powerful because when you think of the name of the Lord, a lot of people don't really understand how powerful the name of the Lord is. Um, there are movies um, that kind of depict um, a monarchy, which is a, mm -hmm. a government system. You know, a king set up as one sovereign ruler, one sovereign leader. And anytime a messenger come to another country saying that he comes in the name of the king, it grips everyone is gripped by fear because this message is so important because it's coming directly from the king. The king who has all power, all armies, and if something happens to this messenger and he doesn't come back to report to the king, then the, the fury of the king is going to come and lay waste to everything. And so that the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So if I'm in adversity with some something or someone, and all I have to say is the name of Jesus, because he's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that mm. name shakes the enemy's kingdom by itself. And it, it brings a hedge of protection around me and my family. And with that, I literally have nothing to fear. It comes up against sicknesses. It comes up against diseases. It comes up against poverty. It comes up, and I, I've, I'm, I've tested this and proven it to be true, that the name of the Lord is truly a strong tower and nothing, I mean nothing in the heavens, under the heavens, in the earth, under the earth, inside the earth can fight up against the name of our King Jesus. His name mm. is so powerful and it holds so much weight. And it's a, it's a, it's a scripture in Revelations saying that um, as a reward, he was going to write his name on a lot of the people's hearts, like literally physically write his name on his heart, on our hearts as a reward. And it just come to show you that the name of Jesus is so powerful. And this is why the enemy tries to blaspheme it so much. This is why you see the artists um, blaspheming or um, mocking Christianity so much because the name is so powerful. But you can't use the name without a relationship with the person who holds the name. And that kind of, if I, if I may, that kind of brings me to my revelation about fasting um, and what it does. Um, if I have the time, Siri, I don't want to hold Hold on too much time. No, Minister Adam, you definitely had the time. That was going to be my next is to see if anything that you uh, wanted to share with the listeners. And once you're done, if you do not mind closing us out in prayer. Um, and I just want to let them know to stay tuned. Tomorrow is day nine. And we will have another powerful speaker. But please, by all means, I am waiting on the edge of my chair to hear your revelation. So the pastor had put us with the accountability partners. Um, my accountability partner is Nate 
um, Malia's husband. And we've been, you know, conversing a lot. And it's been very powerful. I think this accountability partner was one of the best ideas. I call it a God idea that mm. we're being held accountable for waking up, getting into the scriptures, praying with each other, you know, encourage each other, lift each other up. Because it falls right along with scripture. We are our brothers and sisters keeper and that we all are in uh, charged by Jesus himself as a command to bear one another's burdens. And as, as we were conversing, the Lord hit me with a revelation. You'll get to the point in your walk where um, scripture is in your heart now. And even though you read it, but it's in your heart. So during out the day, you'll just hear scripture, you know, during out the whole entire day. And that's how it is for me. For me, I'm, I'm just hearing random scriptures and the Lord will begin to make connections. The Holy Spirit begin to make connections and give me revelations. And um, Hebrews 1 talks about, um, Hebrews 1 and 3 says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact, the exact representation of his being, meaning that he's the physical embodiment of what God looks like and in all of it. And so it made me think about um, Matthew, I mean, Mark 9 and 29, where Jesus said to his disciples, they were trying to cast out this spirit out of this young boy who was uh, possessed with the mute and deaf spirit that was sometimes throwing down the stairs, throwing in fires, throwing in the water, trying to kill him. And the disciples, they tried their hardest to cast out the demon, but they couldn't. And when Jesus came down from the mountain after fasting and praying, he went and he cast out the demon right away. And the disciples asked him, said, well, how come we couldn't do it? He said, first he said, for the lack of your faith, but this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. And the Lord began to minister to me, telling me that we're the only, uh, I, I really don't like using the word religion, but I would say it just for the sake of, uh, for people to understand, we're the only religion that incorporates fasting the way we do. Mm. And you'll, you'll see, you know, Muslims, they do Ramadan, you'll see Buddhism, they'll try to do, you know, certain fasts, but you never hear testimonies behind their fasts. You never hear breakthroughs behind their fasts. And so it made me think more into it. You know, I meditated more onto it. And I said, well, Jesus fasted 40 days and for 40 nights. And then, just like I said or earlier, well, fasting is not for God, it's for us. So how does it make us more powerful, right? Miles Monroe said this, and it was real powerful. He says, when we're fasting, we open up a pipeline to the spiritual realm. But because we consume and eat so much, you know, through our ear, ear gates and eye gates and, you know, through our mouth, we eat so much, we clog up our spiritual pipe. So when we're trying to operate in the spirit, the spirit can't flow through us because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so the spirit can't flow through us effectively because we're so clogged up. Mm. And so it, I was like, wow, okay. So as I'm fasting, it's for me to open up my capacity to receive more of God and not God receiving more of me. And then I came across another revelation that the Lord showed me that 
It's not only that I want to open up your capacity to be filled with me, but I'm trying to change your identity completely. I truly wholeheartedly believe that the demon that, that came out, was casted out by Jesus, was because they recognized a, a, a human being who had, had God fully inside of them. So they saw God and not the human being. Mm. And um, scripture, to, to back it up, uh, I believe is Romans. No, you're fine. Please take your time. Uh, Romans 8 and 29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, that he may be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Jesus said, when you fast, not if you fast. He said, when you pray and not if you pray. So it is a mandate for us to fast consistently. Mm -hmm. Why? so that we break down our human image so that we can be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Once we're conformed in that image, then the demons begin to recognize who we are. Now, I'll give you an example. The seven sons of Sceva, when they tried to, to cast out this demon, and under, listen to what they said. They said, we cast you out in the name of the God of Paul preaches Jesus Christ. And the demon said, well, Paul I know because he conformed himself in the image of Jesus Christ. And Jesus I know because that is God. But who are you? They tried to operate out of a power that they themselves didn't follow the instructions of. They couldn't operate fully out of that power because they were not conformed in the image of Jesus Christ. And so I believe that that is our goal as we're fasting. That's why fasting is for us to the point where Sister Siri, when they come up to you, they don't see you no more, they see Jesus. And they say, oh my God, you just remind me of a, a Jesus of this time. And that's what we want. It's not mm. idolatry to say that I'm conforming myself uh, in the image of Christ it's because I'm actually going through the process of sacrificing what I want. Because in order to be with Christ, he says, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. And then I, I come to my last scripture. Now listen to this. It's John 17, 22. He says, I have given them the glory that you have given me that they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved me and loved them as you have loved me. So the whole entire goal is to bring us into that same glory that Jesus had. And it's through fasting and it's through prayer, it's through persevering to have the same exact image as Christ. So then the world can say, wow, Jesus is real because of Sister Siri. She touched me and I was healed just like Jesus did. And that's why Jesus says, greater works you will do than what I have done.
Heavenly Father, we just certainly thank you. We want to thank you for this podcast, Father. We want to thank you for this fast. We want to thank you for what you're doing in this season, Father, how you're raising up your army. You're raising us up to be just as you are, Father. We thank you for your love and for your sacrifice. We thank you for all of your promises, Lord. But we ask that every person that's listening here today, Father, begin to get a revelation to, of who you are and what your plan is for them. That, Father, you have chosen them and that when you were on that cross, you were thinking of each and every one of them. That they were on your mind and even their kids and their children from every single generation, you were thinking of them. You said in your word that your thoughts outweigh and outnumber the grains of the sand. And Father, we thank you for being so mindful of us. Right now, Father, we break fear and anxiety. Father, we break anything that is not of you, Father. Any curses, any generational curses, we come up against in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that your spirit, Father, and your Holy Spirit reign, rule, and supreme in every person who was listening. Father, let them be touched in their hearts and in their minds and be converted to your love, God. Allow them to see your love, Father. And we ask that you continue to bless this podcast, continue to lift up Sister Siri, that you have blessed her, blessed her and anointed her for such a time as this. And so we thank you. We give you the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen.